0: Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, there will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on earth nations will be in dismay, perplexed by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will die of fright in anticipation of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then, They will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these signs begin to happen, stand erect and raise your heads because your redemption is at hand. Beware that your hearts do not become drowsy from carousing and drunkenness and the anxieties of daily life, and that they catch you by surprise like a trap. For that day will assault everyone, Who lives on the face of the earth be vigilant at all times and pray that you have the strength to escape escape the tribulations that that are imminent and to stand before the son of man the gospel of the Lord praise to you Lord Jesus Christ may the words of the gospel cancel our sins It was nice, no? the Alleluia, it was like in, rather in the New Orleans than in Chicago but it was something without taking anything from Chicago, but it was great. Happy New Year, I'm serious, I know it's 1st of December, I'm not as nuts as I look using this way of clothing or garments, but we are just beginning a new liturgical year, the time of Advent, I know, it's strange. There is Christmas everywhere. Well, not Christmas, winter holidays, actually. We are not allowed to say Christmas because it's just winter holidays. Right after the Halloween, the winter holidays time is starting. And it's everywhere. And we Catholics, we have this strange tradition to live this time of Advent. Who is interested in Advent today? Actually, it marks the beginning of the new year, new liturgical year. So liturgically, we are just starting a new chapter of our Christian life of the journey with Christ as his followers in his footsteps hopefully this is why I dare to say Happy New Year and you know there is something incredibly strong in this greeting because it is countercultural. Uh, I am serious you know what is the main disease of our world it's not cancer it's not heart diseases the the medical sciences are saying that actually the main illness of our world today is depression, is sadness, affliction. There are more and more people just living in depression, in despair, discouragement, disappointment. And that is causing a lot of sadness in our world. This is why the greeting Happy New Year have a happy day, really becomes a challenge. Why we are so unhappy? It seems that with the technologies that are invented to help us in our journey, in our life, our lives should be easier. But we just realize that it's not true. We are still facing the reality of misfortune, of distress, and of unhappiness. You know, it happens in the life of every one of us. Each one of us, in a certain point of his and her life, has to face a moment of distress, maybe misfortune. Could be a disease, could be a disappointment that comes from somebody's promise. Well, there are plenty of reasons. But what is the real challenge is that we would not stop there that we would not make of this distress or misfortune or unhappiness the only window through which we look at the world. That would be a real reason for our depression. But it happens so often. Well, we are living the experiences of being disappointed, even by ourselves. I believe that each one of us is having this kind of baggage, well, like a humpback, on our shoulders, of the moments in which I disappointed, myself and somebody else. There are also reality of disappointment that is coming from other people. We trusted somebody, and then we just found ourselves to somehow be being betrayed. It's tough. And all this is producing this window, that this window of unhappiness can easily become the only window through which I am looking at the world, and it's just—it's closing me the kind of spiritual laziness, in the kind of feeling sentiment that all the best in my life had already happened. Nothing good is waiting for me, and we are becoming more and more sad, afflicted, and we are not even able somehow to move forward and to live our present time with joy, optimism, and hope. And my dear good people, this is why Jesus is coming. Actually, he has decided to save us in a certain way. It's not that it had to happen that way. You know, we take things for granted. There had to be this beautiful moment of the Annunciation, the Archangel coming to uh, to Mary in Nazareth, and just This promise and then the incarnation and then Bethlehem and the three kings or magi, whatever, wise man, and then the story of Jesus and his miracles and his teachings and his cross and his resurrection. It had to be that way. No. It happened for a reason. God was free to choose another way of our redemption. If God's words at the beginning was able to put all this machinery of the world, of the universe, in movement. So God was able, with just his word, to say, at the beginning, he said, let it be created. It was enough for him to say, let the human being be redeemed. And it would happen. But he wanted this word to be incarnate. It means to become human. And that's amazing. Christmas is a solemnity, it's a celebration of humanity, of our humanity. God decides to become human as we are in everything, except for sin. He lives our human story truly. He laughs and he weeps. He suffers. He is betrayed. He is disappointed. He is rejected. That's his history. He didn't save himself anything from our human experience. Easter is the celebration of divinity of Christ, but Christmas is a wonderful celebration of Christ's humanity. And in his humanity, is a celebration of my own humanity. He wanted to take my flesh. You know, it's amazing. It's really amazing. I don't know if you are still able to say it's awesome. If not, we just have all these things in the gospel today. The signs in the sun, the moon, the stars, the earth nations in dismay, roaring of the seas. Well, maybe this is going to make us say awesome. Are we still able to say awesome in the front of Jesus' humanity? Our humanity is worthy to be lived. We are called to to live our experience here, not just as only as tribulation, as a turmoil, as a struggle. Yes, it's a part of our lives, but through Jesus' humanity, we are called to appreciate our humanity and to live it, to enjoy it. Happiness is not something that waits for us in heaven we have all the right to be happy here. Actually, God wants us to be happy here. Look at Jesus and his approach to those who are unhappy because of the human stories. Not only those who are disabled, mentally challenged, or, or physically challenged in the gospel, but even those who are rejected. Remember, there's a man, Zacchaeus. He was a tax collector. He was rich, so he was just pointed out. As the Roman collaborator. The others, they didn't want even to greet him, not only to shake his hand. You remember Magdalene, the prostitute? When they were talking about her, her they were saying, that woman, with contempt. And what Jesus is doing, he's approaching these people, and he's opening another window through which they can look not only at the world surrounding them, but at themselves. This is the newness of Christ's incarnation. This is the proposal that God makes to us in Jesus Christ. That, you know, beside this window of our distress, at times unhappiness, that we would really dare to open another window, the window of the gospel, The Gospel in Greek is called Evangelion. Evangelion, it means the good news, the joyful news. That's the teaching of Jesus. Do we recognize the text of the Gospel, the teaching of Jesus, as a really good news for me? Do I recognize? Is my Christianity bringing me to the source of happiness? Am I happy as a Christian? If not, something is not working, my dear good people. This is why we have this time of Advent, the time of expectation. But it's not time of, you know, of just multiplying our expectations or our if towards others. It's a time of being able to live the promise. It's a beautiful word that Jeremiah is giving us today. The days are coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Judah and Israel. Yes. We are the people of the promise. The promise of redemption. The redemption that is at hand. But however, I have to make this movement. It's not... Religion of faith It's not just a kind of magic. Jesus did not come... And it's not coming still just with a magic wand to touch our lives and to change like that. He's giving his grace. You remember the Annunciation? You are going to meet Mary quite often in the time of Advent, full of grace. That's the thing. He's giving us his grace, his beauty, his charm, actually to invite us to do our own work. And that's amazing in that, at least for me. And the Jeremiah, he's saying these words in the moment in which it's a very, very difficult time in the history of Israel. Jeremiah is the prophet of the fall of the holy city of Jerusalem, of the holy temple of God, the Ark of Covenant being put into piece, brought into pieces, destroyed by this armies of the king of uh, Babylon and he is just saying the days are coming where the promise will be fulfilled. This is the message for the Advent. There is a double sense of Advent. We are awaiting the coming of Christ but Father in heaven is awaiting my return to him. That's the double meaning of Advent. Not only for me but also for God. This is why we have all the right to act according to Jesus' words from today's gospel. Stand erect and raise your heads because your redemption is at hand. So often we are bent, curved by the realities of our lives and all this of misfortune or distress as well. And he's just telling us simply, stand erect. You remember, there was a woman in the gospel. For many years, she was curved, and she couldn't be straight. And Jesus is just simply telling her, stand erect. And she does, and she's healed. Could you imagine how many times she had tried to do it before and was never successful? But however, she believed His word. And actually she was healed. But there was a movement in her. There was her collaboration with this word. And then we become able to follow the strong advice or admonition of Paul in the second reading today. We earnestly ask and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that you should conduct yourselves to please God. That's the essence of religion. It's not the system of what is mainly forbidden, what is allowed and forbidden, but mainly forbidden. It's a question of just journeying to please God. We do so many things to please other people, so many, that they would have a good opinion on us. Do we do enough to please God? You know, that's, that's a challenge. But it's a challenge that is not going to leave us stagnated. It's going somehow to invite us, to provoke us every day, to move forward. Because if we would stagnate, we would not just only stop in our journey, but actually we would just simply feel unhappy. We are called to evolve, to reform our lives, to develop, to grow. Ah, my dear good people, this year for you it's also the year of this Jubilee. 125 years ago your parish was established. The Jubilee year in the, in the Bible is taken from the book of Leviticus when Moses is just giving the laws of God to his people. Every 50th year was the year of Jubilee. And you know what was connected to that? Not just only external celebrations, they, they were too. But like the slaves were becoming free. The people who were in debt, they were freed from their debts. If somebody lost something, he was to return to possess this reality again. That was the Jubilee year. So there would be a lot of things happening for sure connected to this Jubilee year in your parish. But I really would like to wish to each one of you that you would be able in this time of grace that the Jubilee year is just to let go the things of your past, which are making you slaves of the past things. There are so many wounds in our memory, in our hearts, that we bring with us along our way, our journey. And they condition our way of being and of doing at the present time and our possible vision for the future. We are slaves of our past. The past lessons are important. They are to be learned. But we cannot, we should not stop there. It's important to let it go. To live the experience of being forgiven and the experience of giving forgiveness. This is what it's going to free us, really. Would let us enter into the ray of the action of God's freedom. And we'd be really able to open this another window of Christ and His good news. That's my. Best wish for you, my dear good people, that this Jubilee year be the year of real freedom and would give you the enthusiasm and the willingness to live your lives in a beautiful and happy way. May God bless you.